Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. The team of professionals at the Tax Defense Group are passionate about helping taxpayers resolve their tax debt. Their services include basic tax preparation, tax audits, resolving large tax debt, and more. They actively represent taxpayers throughout the entire USA. If you need help resolving your tax issues, contact the Tax Defense Group. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973 to get started. That number again is 800-850-7973, and you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Are you thinking about starting a business or a side hustle? For all businesses to be successful, you need a website. Rider Junkie offers website development, content writing, and SEO services for business websites. Call Rider Junkie today at 805-587-7966, and you can visit them online at riderjunkie.com. We recently launched our website, ucaststudios.com. With articles about sports, special interest topics, and more, we have some cool stuff on our site. To read our content, please visit ucaststudios.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Lakers Outsiders Weekly Podcast brought to you by UCAS Studios. I'm your host, Gary Kester, here with you as always. And I'm joined again today by Hani Amadi. And Hani, number one, I got to ask, are you ready for these playoffs? And number two, how's your day going? Oh, that, that was a lot nicer than I thought it was. <laughs> um, uh, day's going pretty good. I've done nothing except watch sports today. Uh, Watch some some play in action. Watch some soccer action. So doing pretty well there. But I am yes, I'm 100% just hyped up for these playoffs. It's been seven years since we've seen the Lakers in the playoffs, but I would like to count it as eight years because I don't want to remember that year. Um, so we'll say eight years since we've seen the Lakers in the playoffs. It was like pre NBA Twitter days. This is like the yeah. first uh, NBA Twitter playoff appearance, and of course, there's no actual fans allowed in in attendance. Yeah. Go figure. But uh, do you want to know why today has been a good day? Did you, I have a, I have a guess. Sounds like, sounds like somebody got a little, got their hands on a little bit of a Popeye's chicken sandwich. You are a hundred percent correct. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't wait till the end to squeeze it in there, but I did. That was my lunch today, and oh, Man. I still am just on cloud nine because of that. So, shout out to Popeye's and the chicken sandwich. Still not paying us for it, but whatever. Yeah, shout out to our bank accounts once they finally start paying us for all this free publicity <laughs> we're giving them. God. Dude, that or they're going to sue us for like, hey, we didn't authorize you to <laughs> hype up our product like that. We don't need your help. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's been a good day. I mean, we had some basketball on. Popeye's chicken sandwich, pretty good, pretty good. It's Saturday. By the time we're recording this, at least it's Saturday. and. Uh, we're getting ready for the playoffs, obviously. So for the first half of this podcast, we're going to talk about the Lakers' first-round matchup because now we officially know who their opponent is. And in the second half, we're going to talk about their overall path to the finals um, and ultimately an NBA if they can accomplish that and get it done. So as always, guys, before we jump in, uh, be sure to uh, follow us on all of our social media accounts. Um, you can follow Lakers Outsiders and 
Ucast Studios. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, just at Lakers Outsiders. And you can like us on Facebook and get all of our content up on LakersOutsiders.com. And you can follow Hani on Twitter, just at H-O-N-I-A-H-M or at Raptors Outsiders. You can follow me on Twitter at Gary Kester. So, uh, let's let's jump in. I mean, we know the first round matchup now. We've kind of assumed it for a while, but it is officially confirmed that the Lakers will start the playoffs against the Portland Trailblazers, who have been pretty hot lately and have kind of been in playoff mode. And you know, they're I mean, they're coming in coming off of a stretch in, in these bubble games where they were fighting for their lives and, and they managed to, to fight their way in. So uh, how concerned should Laker fans be about this? Uh, zero. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I, I did not expect that at all. So, well, I think the Blazers are 100% the toughest team they could have drawn in the first round. Uh, just because Damian Lillard is incredible and he's in just the greatest form of his life right now and, and destroying every team that comes across him. But um, I just, I, I look at their defense, man, and the Blazers just cannot stop anybody. And they couldn't stop the Grizzlies today when they beat them in the playing game. They haven't stopped, you know, they couldn't stop the Sixers without Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. They couldn't stop the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard or Beverly or Lou Williams for half the game or whoever else they were missing. Um, I, I just don't see their defense ever catching up to their offense to really pose a huge threat. I think they could win a game, maybe even two, honestly. But I think overall the series just doesn't seem like it would be that close. It just seems like they might be able to extend the game, uh, extend the series because Lillard can do some crazy things and win you a game because he scores 50 on you. Yeah, so Portland's defense, and I know points per game really isn't a great indicator. Um, I don't know the defensive uh, efficiency for Portland's bubble game so far, but in their games they have given up 135 points. And then they gave up 128 points, and then 102, then 115, 122, 121, 131, 133, and then today 122. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, I, I totally agree that, you know, I think the Lakers should not overlook this team. I am not concerned too much about the matchup. But whenever you have a guy like Damian Lillard, who is capable of just going ballistic for an entire series, even though I really wonder how much he has left in the tank, because these bubble games, he's had to do so much and play at such an incredible level just for them to beat some of these above average teams. Mm -hmm. And obviously the Lakers are pretty thin on the perimeter, not having Avery Bradley. Uh, Rondo's out, but I didn't really want Rondo guarding either guard for the Blazers anyways. Uh, Caruso, I mean, seems to be fine. KCP seems to be fine. They're a little banged up, but they should be good to go. Uh, basically, the Lakers got through the bubble games. The main thing we kept saying was just get through, get through them healthy. Um, yeah. And it seems like they've done that. So, uh, But Portland's defense, man, I, I, they don't have anybody I think that can guard Anthony Davis. And I don't think they can have any or they have anybody that can guard LeBron James. And You don't think Melo's going to get it done? <laughs> Look, I saw, I think it was Spencer Dinwiddie that tweeted out Oh, Carmelo's looking forward to that. Uh, or he wants that LeBron matchup. And I was like, yeah, I guess humans do tend to want things that are very bad for them sometimes. So, 
Uh, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I believe LeBron also wants that match. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for the Lakers, I mean, I think the Lakers have gone, just kind of gone through the motions for the most part in these bubble games. The offense has, has certainly seen their you know, fair share of struggles, but if there was honestly a perfect matchup for them in the first round to get their offense going, this was it. You know, the Lakers haven't seen this Portland team with, with Nurkic back in the lineup, but and it's going to take him, you know, a lot more time to kind of get get going again because he did suffer a very gruesome injury. And I think there's a mental aspect of that that really you have to get over, um, which is really hard to do, um, especially when it's a leg injury. And I just don't think, you know, from what I've watched with them defensively, he's been very, very bad, which is, oh, but man, I, if the Lakers play AD at the five, like Davis at the five is just going to be a problem for, for Nurkic. And I don't know, I could see the Lakers honestly hunting the two Portland guards as well and making Lillard expend more energy on defense by trying to, you know, they could run some, some pick and rolls with uh, LeBron and whoever Lillard is guarding to try and, you know, force a switch. And then if that happens, I mean, then you can put Lillard in a pick and roll with, with LeBron and AD getting Lillard and Nurkic as the matchup. I mean, the Lakers are going to feast on that all day. So Plus, we we saw enough during you know during these bubble games during the seeding games that the Lakers can lock down when they want to. Obviously, Lillard lit them up in LA, and that was kind of what was needed in that game. Like Lillard had to go nuts in that game, and it was also a very emotional game for the Lakers, obviously because it was Kobe's tribute game, and but like the Lakers really battled in that game too and had an opportunity in the fourth to, to really go and capture that game and just couldn't quite do it. But yeah, I, again, I totally understand why people think that Portland can cause problems because Lillard is just the type of guy that can will his team to a win. The problem is he's running into two guys that are probably top five players in the league right now. And his team also doesn't have anybody that can defend those two guys. Yeah. So I don't know. They, they've been getting by on outscoring teams and scoring in, you know, large quantities in the playoffs. That just doesn't fly like mm-hmm. defense ultimately wins games in the playoffs. And the Lakers were a very good defensive team this year, finished third in defensive rating and or defensive efficiency, whatever you want to call it. I. I yeah, like like you said, I, I think this game, this series is anywhere between four and six games for the Lakers. I'd be kind of surprised if it honestly goes six. Hey, you never know. It is the playoffs. And like I said, don't overlook this opponent because they have been in playoff mode since these seeding games started. And I think a team like that can be dangerous. And this Portland team, I mean, if they're hot, they're they're very tough to beat. You know, if you got guys like CJ McCollum, you know, going nuts along with Lillard, uh, Gary Trent has shot the ball really, really well. And, you know, Nurkic, as, as much as I, you know, think his defense has been pretty bad in these games, his offense, I mean, he's still a skilled offensive player, especially for a big man. So, um, yeah, I mean, they've got some weapons offensively, and I think they're just going to have to try and outscore the Lakers and hope the Lakers continue to miss open looks because, man, the Lakers are going to get a ton of open looks. And, and the other thing with the Blazers is, you know, if I were a fan of them, I would be concerned at how few reliable players they have. I think you know exactly what you're going to get from Dame every every night, pretty much. Even if his shot is off, he gets to the free throw line and he gets you buckets like he did today. Uh, and you know what you're going to get from Nurkic for the most part, uh, at, you know, with the injury, coming back from injury. He's 
he had a great game today. Um, and offensively, he's, I think, going to give AD some trouble because he's kind of a crafty dude around the rim. And, and uh, it's going to be up to AD to not get into foul trouble when he's guarding him. Um, but defensively, like you said, he, he uh, to me, he has a penchant for being out of position at times. And he's kind of a slower-footed uh, guy. Yeah, he actually kind of, he reminds me a little bit of uh, when JaVale struggles defensively for the Lakers, where he's kind of in between the guard and the big, and he's not really guarding either one. I kind of see that with Nurkic, but the difference is JaVale is athletic and long enough that he can kind of recover at times, and Nurkic mm-hmm. can't really do that. And having watched uh, a lot of that series uh, between the Pelicans and the Blazers uh, a couple years ago, Anthony Davis really just destroyed Nurkic for that reason um, and he was really smart about kind of like delaying his cuts to the rim at times uh, just so that it gave his point guard a, a better option to pass him the ball but outside of those two guys you know McCollum is a great player but I don't totally uh, buy into relying on him as like a, a, a secondary creator if if the Lakers try to take Dame out of the game by trapping him especially right now with his back injury and then even beyond that, now you're looking at Melo as your next guy, and you never really know what you're getting with Melo. Their bench is super scarce. Um, they have guys that can contribute, like Gary Trent Jr. I, I thought Wenny and Gabriel had a great game today, but he only got trusted to play like nine minutes, and that's with Zach Collins only playing in the first half. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think Nurkic played something like 41 minutes today, and it seemed like they were going to lose the game in the seven minutes that he didn't play. That's how bad their bench is. Like, they need those guys. They need Lillard and Nurkic and McCollum playing 40-plus. Carmelo played 38 minutes today. Like, they needed that from him, and he wasn't even really having a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, looking at, like, the box score for today, I mean, they had nine guys play. but So they had Lillard play 44, mil- 44 minutes. McCollum played 44 minutes. Nurkic played 40. Carmelo played 37. Zach Collins, who also started left due to injury, uh, played seven. Gary Trent Jr. played 35, and then the other three bench guys that played, Hazonia played six, Whiteside 13, and Gabriel nine. So really just five guys that played heavy minutes. Yeah. Whiteside after that was the, had the most with 13 minutes. Uh, that's Those just were some I mean, brutal 13 minutes, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just trying to get his 2K rating up, man. <laughs> but no, I just that's I just don't think that's gonna fly. I think Portland. I, I kind of wonder at what point they're going to run out of gas. And Lillard especially, I think maybe today was one of those games. Because you look at his shots. He had 6 of 15 today. 14 of his 15 attempts yeah. were from the three-point line. Like he's, I think he's trying to save his energy as much as he can because he's had to do so much for this team down the stretch. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Kobe back in that 2012-2013 run uh, where he just basically willed that Lakers team to a playoff to a playoff appearance, but he, you could just tell how gassed he was and just exhausted at times and, you know, how hard it was for him to do that. So I see that a little shades of that with, with Lillard. And I, I don't know, man, I, with, with CJ McCollum's back injury, Nurkic being in his state right now, um, coming off of that injury and a long way off. Uh, I just, like you said, I, the depth, man, the depth is just, the Lakers actually have guys off their bench, they can come in and be contributors, and I, I don't know. I just I wonder what at what point this 
Lillard especially, but this, the Portland team just runs out of gas because they've just been they've had to scratch and claw for all these games. Even even these games that like the Clippers tried to lose on purpose. Yeah. Like it was very blatant that they I mean they take out all their best players in a close game in the fourth quarter and still I mean they still won. But I mean they're just it, it seems like it's it's been a hell of a task for Portland, which credit to them for winning these games. I don't yeah. want to take anything away from them, but it's been a hell of a task for them to to really kind of squeak by in these games and and really uh, just barely hold on. And you're going up against LeBron, who I think has just been kind of going through the motions, just basically trying to stay healthy and just he's going to turn it on in these playoffs. And I think AD, we kind of saw some similarities. And I I just think the Lakers are ready to erupt. And I think it's it's go time now. I think this is what they've been waiting for since back in. March ever since yeah. I I think once they beat the the Bucks and the Clippers I think that was games against those guys was like validation for them and I think from that point on their their focus was all right like let's get to the playoffs and we know we can do this thing so I think that it's been a long time coming but uh, I never want to count out a, a hot team that's been in playoff mode for now two weeks now and you know they've got an electric superstar that can go off for an entire series. But the way they, they play defense, the, I just don't see it, man. And they made the Western Conference Finals last year with most of the same core. They, I think they lost some really important players and like Aminu and Harkless. And especially for this series against the Lakers, those were guys that could have at least tried to, to slow down LeBron. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have any wing defenders anymore. But um, it's, still a very, it's still a really dangerous team. I, I don't think they're great, but I think they're better than their record. And I think... Dame going off on any given night and even McCollum going off on any given night and Nurkic giving some troubles down low, that's enough to win you a game or two in this series. And I think, you know, uh, I think it's a good test for the Lakers. And I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or outside of a podcast, but it might be a blessing in disguise for the Lakers that they get to uh, get tested early on, uh, play, play a team that has the potential to give them some troubles and, and win a game or two rather than it being an easy sweep because now it's getting you uh one it's like we talked about their offensive rhythm i think will will be a lot better in this series just because of how badly portland defends but also it's going to need to be at a high level because of how good they are offensively um and i think that's going to make every possession matter to the lakers and if they do a great enough job and if they figure out how to slow down Lillard in this series and that's something that can help them slow down harden in the next series if if the rockets advance um so i think you know, I'm I'm pretty pumped up about them getting this opportunity to play a, a pretty good team with their, one of the best superstars in the league um, and having that sort of be a little bit of a, a springboard into the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just keep looking at Nurkic guarding AD or a banged-up Zach Collins guarding AD and Carmelo guarding LeBron, and I just keep... Yeah. Wondering, I mean, the Lakers should honestly have a field day in this series offensively and, and defensively if they play at the intensity that we know that they can. And Kuzma keeps playing good wing defense. Uh, yeah, I. Hopefully, the the underdog Lakers can upset the eight seed Portland Trailblazers. Uh, because man, NBA Twitter. If you if you are on Twitter and like you follow NBA Twitter, you would think the Lakers are primed to get swept out of the playoffs here. So. It's crazy. Uh, I've, yeah. I've never seen that. And I'm not even doing like the, oh, they only say this because it's the Lakers thing. I've just, 
I've never seen such hype over an eight seed. And, like, it's not the majority of people saying the Blazers are going to upset the Lakers by any means, but, like, there's a pretty significant amount of people that think either they are going to upset them or that they're going to give them significant problems. And I, you know, I, I think there's a possibility. Here, Here's my official prediction. I think there's a possibility that it goes six games, but that the two games the Blazers win are by, like, a combined five points and the four games the Lakers win are by, like, 15 points a pop. I think it's that, it feels like that kind of series to me. Okay, so you're saying Lakers in six? Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say that. I'll say the Lakers pretty much blow them, that, blow them out in four games but lose two games because of Lillard just being who he is. I'll give, I'll give Portland a game. Uh, okay. I'll say Lakers in five cause, because I think there is going to be at least a game where Lillard is just unconscious and just goes nuts from three, and they probably get some guys like CJ and, and Gary Trent who also hit, hit a lot of threes or Carmelo or somebody. And, yeah. Uh, they just – basically so uh i'll give portland a game i just i think it's such a for the lakers as an offense and i think their defense can be in the form that it needs to be to to slow portland down enough i mean even if you let lillard go off if you can slow down the other guys or vice versa yeah i think you're going to be just fine against this team because they just don't play defense so all right those are our official predictions. Let us know in the uh, comments on YouTube uh, what you think this, this series is going to be. Do you think the Blazers are going to upset the Lakers, or do you think the Lakers are going to make quick work or, or whatever? I want to hear it, so drop it in a YouTube comment. And we're going to take a quick break right now, though. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the overall picture of the Western Conference playoffs and the Lakers' potential path to the NBA Finals. Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. The team of professionals at the Tax Defense Group are passionate about helping taxpayers resolve their tax debt. Their services include basic tax preparation, tax audits, resolving large tax debt, and more. They actively represent taxpayers throughout the entire USA. If you need help resolving your tax issues, contact the Tax Defense Group. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973 to get started. That number again is 800-850-7973, and you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Writer Junkie. Are you thinking about starting a business or a side hustle? For all businesses to be successful, you need a website. Writer Junkie offers website development, content writing, and SEO services for business websites. Call Writer Junkie today at 805-587-7966, and you can visit them online at writerjunkie.com. We recently launched our website, ucaststudios.com. With articles about sports, special interest topics, and more, we have some cool stuff on our site. To read our content, please visit ucaststudios.com. All right, so we know the Lakers' first-round matchup is the Portland Trailblazers, but what about the rest of the playoff bracket? So I'll just I'll run through it for any of you that might be fans of a team in the Eastern Conference. I don't know why you'd be listening to a Lakers podcast, but hey, we appreciate you. Uh, in the first round uh, out East, we got the Bucks against the Magic. We've got the Pacers and the Heat as the 4-5. We've got the Celtics and the 76ers, who I feel like run into the run into each other all the freaking time. Uh, the Raptors, your, honey, the, your Raptors against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Wait, I have another then, official, an official prediction. The Nets are going to win game one of that series the Raptors will win the series but the Nets are winning game one <laughs> probably yeah that'd be classic Toronto um in the west we have the 1-8 matchup the Lakers against the Blazers the 4-5 is the Rockets against the Thunder 
3-6 is the Nuggets against the Jazz. And then the 2-7 matchup is the Clippers up against the Dallas Mavericks. So, Hani, the seeding changed quite a bit um, based off of what it was compared to what it is now. Uh, how are you feeling about the Lakers' path to the play or path to the finals? I mean, basically, uh, if they get through Portland, they got to go through Houston or OKC, and then if they do that, odds are they're going to play the Clippers. And then, I mean, if if the one seed in the East makes it all the way through, then they get the Milwaukee Bucks or possibly the Toronto Raptors. So, uh, how how do you feel about this road to the playoffs? I mean, I personally thought it was pretty favorable coming into the bubble. Yeah. changing it around kind of changes the equation quite a bit. But what do you think about it? I, I think if, if things go as we expect and there's no significant injuries or anything of the sort, this seems like legitimately the toughest uh, road they could they had to go through to get to the championship. Um, the Blazers, like we said before, are, I think, head and shoulders, the toughest team they could have played uh, as an eight seed. And uh, in the second round, I think if the Rockets do come through, I think the Rockets are a really tough matchup for the Lakers. And to me, they're the third best team in the West. Um, And then after that, obviously, it's probably the Clippers. Um, It's actually really interesting to me because I think uh, both the Lakers and Clippers, to me at least, I I think they got the, the next two teams that they least wanted to see. I think the Lakers would have much preferred to have the Nuggets in the second round. Uh, that just seemed like a way better matchup for them. And to me, I think the Nuggets can give the Clippers a little bit more trouble than the Rockets would have, um, just because of their size down low and what Jokic can do. Um, so to me, yeah, it, it is it is a pretty tough road. I don't necessarily know that it's going to go chalk uh, how we expect. I think OKC can give Houston some trouble, especially with Westbrook probably out for a game or two. Um, mm-hmm. And if that happens, I think that's really favorable for the Lakers. I think I think the Thunder are much easier matchup for them than the Rockets would be. But um, you know, it's it's both uh, a little demoralizing because it makes it a lot harder to see the Lakers win a title. But I think if it does happen, it would just make it even more uh, cherished because it's you know you're beating the best teams to get to become the best team, and hopefully that happens. Hey, you got to beat the best to be the best, right? So if the Lakers do go through Portland, one of the more hyped eight seeds in NBA history, uh, (laughs) (laughs) no offense to them, but, man, they've gotten so much hype. Like, I've never seen a team enter the playoffs under 500, and I know they've had injuries and stuff, but, like, get hyped up to beat the one seed that just was the one seed pretty much the entire season. Uh, But if the Lakers go through Portland – Another NBA Twitter darling in the Rockets and then the Clippers and then the Bucks or the Raptors. I don't want to hear a single peep about an asterisk <laughs> title. Because, like, NBA Twitter has been hyping up at least those three in the West as, like, and that's probably the Lakers' most likely route to the NBA Finals. And, like, if they go through it, I don't want to hear it because you've been hyping up all three of those teams. I don't want to count out OKC at all. Uh, I do agree with you. I think the Lakers, uh, that's a better matchup for them than the Rockets because the Rockets are just a funky matchup. I think the Lakers could figure it out. I mean, we've only really seen that matchup one time. Um, the the game that the Lakers played, uh, the Rockets here recently, I mean, uh, well, obviously we're in a full strength. And, I mean, they 
were kind of one of those games they were, weren't really taken seriously and just getting some some other guys some reps and stuff like that. So, um, but the, I think the Rockets did lose the season series to the Thunder two to one. Um, yeah. I think I was looking at that and I think that's what it was. Uh, plus that that series is just going to be fascinating because you had the trade between those two last yeah. uh, last summer with uh, Chris Paul going to OKC for Rock Plus. There was a bunch of picks thrown in there, and Chris Paul has been playing great basketball this year. Um, so it's kind of funny that they they are meeting up in the first round. But I thought the Clippers were the big winners in basically how the seeding unfolded. I think uh, you said that this was probably the toughest way it could unfold for the Lakers, and I do agree with that. Outside of the Clippers falling to four, there was kind of a slight yeah. possibility that that would happen. But um, Clippers hold firm at two. So, yeah, coming in, I mean, I think the 4-5 matchup was the Jazz and the Thunder, which I would have – the Jazz, I think the Lakers would roll through. I think, honestly, the Lakers would probably beat the Jazz easier than they would beat the Blazers. I, um, I 100% agree. And I, I actually – I did a poll on Twitter a couple of weeks ago or a week ago uh, just asking, like, Lakers fans that, and they agreed <laughs> that they wanted Utah over Portland. Yeah, no, it was just uh, – that's just a bad matchup for Utah. Uh, the Lakers just basically for so uh, I was excited about that possibility, but we we don't get that now. And I was especially hoping that the Clippers had to go through the Rockets and then the Lakers. Um, although I think they do match up really well because they're very wing heavy, and the Rockets are basically all guards and wings now. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough road. I think it's very doable. I still think the Lakers could absolutely beat the Rockets. Um, it is a funky matchup, but I do think that LeBron is going to have his way in that series, and I think the Lakers will figure out a plan with Anthony Davis to really attack them. I, I think when they run, if they do run into the Rockets, it, it should be less more or less about posting up Anthony Davis and more dribble penetration, getting to the bucket because they've got nobody on the offensive glass that can keep him away from the basket, and that's where I think he can really clean up. I mean, you could. You know, throw some post-ups in there and you could, you know, run cutters or, you know, find shooters off of double teams if he's passing the ball well. And uh, just ultimately what I kind of noticed early on in that game was like if the Lakers just get going towards the basket, basically a guy like LeBron, they'll be just fine because they're either going to get layups because the Rockets have no rim protection or they're just going to get the ball up on the glass and AD can or maybe even JaVale and Dwight can get, you know, to to lose balls and, you know, get back opportunities so um it's a tough road but i do think the lakers can win against anybody that stands in front of them um i think this team has been waiting for the playoffs and i think lebron is about to elevate his play quite a bit and i i think we're we're going to get playoff lebron and i'm very excited to see that in purple and gold because uh after watching him i, I mean just these last basically his whole career but uh first in miami and then in Cleveland, man, the way that guy just elevated his play every playoff run was just unreal to watch. And I'm excited we get to see it in purple and gold. Like, yeah. it, it should be a lot of fun. And I think Davis can play off of that, and they can just kind of feed off of one one another. And all they need is kind of one or two guys to step up here and there. And I think Kuzma can, you know, fit that billing. I'm a lot more confident in Kyle Kuzma than I was uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think Danny Green is going to step up. I know people have been kind of frustrated with him, but he's played a number of big games before. So I think some playoff games with no fans in the stands isn't going to be a problem for him. Um, Plus, I mean, you got some other guys that have been there and done that. Dwight Howard's been there, done that. JaVale McGee's won titles, although I don't think he's going to play a ton of minutes. Um, 
you know, I, I think they're going to be just fine. So I'm excited for this. I'm ready for the playoffs to start. Tuesday is the first game. I believe it's at 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Basically, we don't have to worry about the Lakers playing in the afternoon on a weekday, which yeah. is really nice. They're going to have primetime games, I think, all the time. So uh, first up is Portland, and then we'll kind of see from there. But I'm just excited, man. Really, yeah, really I, excited. I'm, I'm both uh, very nervous because it just this is going to be such a weird atmosphere with no fans, and I don't know how exactly it's going to be elevated to that playoff atmosphere that we all love. Um, obviously, the players are going to be hyped up for it, but without the crowds, it's going to be really, really strange. But yeah, like you said, uh, seeing LeBron get to that mode in uh, in a Lakers jersey is going to be a whole lot of fun. And I think Anthony Davis uh, has been uh, just an incredible playoff performer when he has made it so i'm really looking forward to seeing how he does on hopefully a very very long run uh into i was gonna say june but into october or whenever the hell it's supposed <laughs> to actually end um but yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and uh hopefully all the guys can can step up and uh win us win us number 17 it's also going to be really cool, I think, to see a playoff run where there's not one team that's head and shoulders better above yeah. than everybody else. Yeah. I think there are things, to me, like there are three teams, maybe you could throw Toronto in there as well, uh, that are the three like legitimate contenders. Toronto, I think, is not far behind those guys because they're so well coached and they just, they're, they're deep. They're really deep. They just get contributions from everywhere. But it's nice to, you know, kind of see a team like those, the juggernaut warriors uh, with their freaking ridiculous lineup that they had uh, not be in the way and in the picture this time. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we are going to have podcasts hopefully after every game. Um, should be fun, man. Should be fun. Tuesday, it starts back up. So, all right, it's going to do it for us this time. Uh, like I mentioned at the start of the podcast, guys, be sure to uh, like this video if you're watching on YouTube and you can subscribe to Lakers Outsiders and UCast Studios on YouTube and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow our socials, Twitter and Instagram at Lakers Outsiders. And like us on Facebook and get all of our contactsiders.com. Follow Hani on Twitter at H-O-N-I-A-H-M. I mean, you can look for him on at, at Raptors Outsiders. I don't know if it's up yet or not, but uh you can also follow me as at Gary Kessler. <laughs> it's, a, it's a work in progress. You better get it up before the playoffs. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. So. No. <laughs> but, uh, it's going to get started after game one of the first series. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the Raptors, they show up. Uh, that's that's fitting. That's fitting. <laughs> all right. We're getting out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we might see you before Tuesday's game. We're kind of talking about possibly doing just a podcast solely about the portland matchup so uh, keep an eye out for that if not we will definitely see you tuesday night uh after game one so let's go lakers and uh until next time this is uh, gary kester with hani amadi and the lakers outsiders signing off shout out to lakers and blazers legend michael thompson <laughs> <laughs>